Hey friends, turn with me now to that chapter which we read, chapter 5 of the book of Daniel. <clears throat> it says there in verse 27, Thou art weighed in the balances and found wanting. <clears throat> Our theme this morning, friends, is the downfall of a godless government. The downfall of a godless government. <clears throat> we have all seen recently how a prime minister was elected in our nation full of confidence with a brave new agenda manifesto but within a few weeks she was gone and she's a warning to all our governments that persist in departing from the law of God <clears throat> She was quoted as saying, I'm not a religious person. In other words, she did not acknowledge God. She had no place for God in her policy or in her program. And what happened? She was brought down to nothing. <clears throat> what a warning it is to all that's going on today in our national scene where law after law is being passed, which is dismantling and destroying our Christian heritage. There is a deliberate and persistent program of disregarding and replacing the great heritage of godliness in our nation. You may remember that there was a law passed that cancelled a law that had been in force for centuries, the law against blasphemy. And friends, that was the pivot of our national legislature and law. It was the pivot. It was an acknowledgement that there was something sacred, something untouchable, and which should not be challenged. It was the authority of Almighty God over the nation and over all its authorities. And what happened? It was trashed. It was dismissed and replaced with a law which gives honor to every single citizen, to man and not to God. The honor due to God was replaced with honor 
to man. And now you can be made a criminal if you criticize certain filthy lifestyles that are prevalent among us. But here we read, friends, of the fall of a godless government. What a warning that is. And what a certain uh, prophecy it is. God will not allow such governments to prosper. And I am warning you and everyone else in the nation that this is the prospect that we have before us. Let us see what happened to this uh, blasphemer, this Belshazzar. First of all, he was a bold blasphemer. We can see his bold blasphemy. We can see his reaction as cowardly. We can see his exposure as timely. We can see his demise as salutary. His bold blasphemy. He tasted the wine and commanded to bring the golden and silver vessels which his father Nebuchadnezzar had taken out of the temple which was in Jerusalem that the king and his princes, his wives, his concubines might drink therein. Here were the most precious vessels that had been set aside for the service and worship of Jehovah. And they were used by these mixture and trash of people for their pleasure and their indulgence. His bold blasphemy. What made him do it? It was his impertinent dismissal of the God that his father had acknowledged. Remember how Nebuchadnezzar said and he said that, <clears throat> that the, the God of Daniel must be uh, acknowledged. And he said, I, I blessed the Most High, and I praised and honored him that liveth forever, whose dominion is an everlasting dominion, and his kingdom is from generation to generation. And all the inhabitants of the earth are reputed as nothing. And he doeth according to his will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. None can stay his hand or say unto him, what doest thou? And so, Belshazzar deliberately, blasphemously mocked the authority of the living God. He exposed the sacred silver. These vessels had been respected in a way by Nebuchadnezzar. He had carefully deposited them out of sight 
and they preserved their sanctity, but no, not Belshazzar. You see, that's what's happening today in our land. The things that were considered sacred and untouchable are now being dismissed and mocked. The idea that marriage is between a man and a woman. No, 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 no. Marriage should be open to all kinds of immoral practice and relationships. Women should be respected and have their own privacy. No, 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 no. Men that pretend and are fake women are allowed now to invade. And this is being passed. This is being pushed through our Holyrood government. Not just by the party in power. All parties are agreed. All parties have this on their hands. You're guilty of exposing the sacred silver. They are desecrating the holy ordinances and order that God has established. There has been a persistent determination to destroy the family, to dismiss the authority of the father in his own home. The father is king in his own home. He is head of the woman and so head of the household because God has established the family as a sovereign institution within the nation. And no one has any right to invade that sovereign institution any more than the government can invade the church. They tried to. They tried to shut down our churches during COVID until some of our ministers had the faithfulness and courage and determination to challenge the government, and they were proved wrong and to back down. But no, they will not stop at nothing until they've destroyed the family, leveled everything down, and robbed the father of his authority. God-given authority, because Paul, the Apostle Paul says, the head of the man is Christ. Not the prime minister, not the government. The head of the man is Christ and Christ alone. This is the headship of Christ, delegated to the man in his home. And friends, this is what Belshazzar was doing with his concubines, trashing what God had instituted. They defiled the drinking vessels. Here were vessels that were allowed only for God's holy servants, the priests, and the high priest. And uh, this is what is being done now among us. The things that should be the preserve of the church and of the ministers of God is now taken away. And there's a whole law of guardianship now in place, which says every presbytery, every minister, every authority must comply with guardianship 
they have imposed their interference on how we exercise our government as elders and ministers in the church. They've defiled the vessels, the holy vessels that belong to the servants of God. They have magnified the material gods. This is the blasphemy also. They use these very vessels to drink to the prosperity of their fake, blind, powerless idols. Why did they want powerless gods? So that they could have unlimited power themselves. They were not willing to submit to a sovereign God. They wanted total liberty, total equality. Have you heard of the doctrine of equality? Yes, you're using it every day and every day. It's a false doctrine, friends. It's a false doctrine. It's a blasphemous doctrine. Men are not equal. Read the fifth the catechism. It says that we are all to honor one another in our several places of superiors, inferiors, and equals. Not everyone equal. That's not the doctrine of Scripture. So they've magnified the material gods. Yes, they've made their own gods. Who rules our nation now? It's computers. This whole program of carbon neutral uh, climate change uh, program agenda, it's all based on computer models. The computer says that we're all going to die in 30 years unless we scrap our diesel cars. The computer, the computer model. But these models are fake. They're unreliable. They can't even tell the weather in a week's time or a year's time. So how can they tell us what will happen in 50 years' time? It's a lie. They're magnifying the material gods. The computer doesn't have ears and eyes. Well, it has kind of ears and eyes, but they are. They can't see. They can't touch. These are the gods, the material gods that we're trusting in today. Friends, it's a lie. It's a deception. This is the bold blasphemy of Belshazzar. Then his... His cowardly reaction. He saw one little hand on the wall behind him, and he was petrified. Here he was, a thousand of his lords, every powerful, notable person in the land was present at his bidding. And yet he was scared of a little hand. Because all godless people are basically cowards. His cowardly action. Why? Because he was a powerless potentate. 
The king's countenance was changed, his thoughts troubled him, so that the joints of his loins were loosed, his knees smote one against another. Why was that? Because ultimately it nothing substantial to fall back on. He had no truth. He had no God. He had no spirit. He had no salvation. He had no hope beyond death. And so when face to face with reality, freed from the delusions of his own making, he was a powerless potentate. And this coward reaction was further emphasized by this, friends, his bankrupt bureaucracy. You know, we're ruled by bureaucracy these days. It's all these regulation, regulation, regulation. And people take comfort in these regulations. Health and safety, health and safety. It's a bankrupt bureaucracy. It's a false security. It says here in verse 9, Or rather, in verse <clears throat> 11, in fact, it says earlier, it says that Nebuchadnezzar, that Belshazzar called for his experts, his bureaucrats. He called for the men, the astrologers. And the wise men and the soothsayers. And he brought them in. And they were stumped. They couldn't find an answer. Because they based all their expertise on false premises. Isn't that a warning to us? Not a warning to us when you hear these bold announcements made. He, Belshazzar, was deceived by a bankrupt bureaucracy. But look at this, friends. His exposure was timely. His exposure was timely. It came at the right moment. <clears throat> he could have been wiped out without any warning and without any Example left to us, but God sent that hand the very night before he went to a lost eternity. Wouldn't it be terrible if we woke up too late, if our government woke up too late to the error of their ways? Wouldn't it be so sad if our whole nation collapsed too late without any warning? But friends, we must warn them. We must warn and teach every man, as the apostle said, because the time is running out. His, his exposure was timely. The feast became a showdown. Belshazzar had gathered all the best of his men and his chiefest and richest and wealthiest experts and everything. And that's when the hand came. God knew what was happening. He knew the time. 
He said, this is my time. There's no one of these men going to death and to judgment without hearing my warning, without being taught this lesson. You remember how in the old days in school we had the blackboard and the teacher's hand would write up, here are your lessons, or here is your punishment, exercise. It was all on the blackboard, written with that hand. Ah, friends, God gathered this class of foolish men to learn one last lesson. That may happen with us. That may happen in Scotland. It will happen if we're not very, very careful. The feast became a showdown. It became an exposure of the utter failure of the king and of his experts. It was a massive demonstration of utter folly <clears throat> by those that failed to honor God. Let's see if it happens. It was, and then the second thing of it in this exposure was, the reject became the chief magistrate. The reject. This man, Daniel, had been raised by Nebuchadnezzar to the chief officer of the kingdom. What happened when Belshazzar came? No more word of Daniel. What's the use of this old man? He doesn't know what he's talking about. Just like people to say, what's the use of this gospel? What's the use of this Bible? We don't need it. We don't need it anymore. We don't need it in our schools. We don't need it in our courts. We don't need it in our government. We don't need this old man. We don't need this ancient truth, our friends. The truth in the person of Daniel became acknowledged by all of these people as the only answer to the problem, to the crisis of the hour. He became the one who took over and dictated God's righteousness, God's judgment. Just like Paul did to Felix when Felix trembled, he said to the king, The Most High God gave Nebuchadnezzar thy father a kingdom and majesty, and his heart was lifted up and his mind hardened in pride, and he was deposed. Thou hast lifted up thyself against the Lord of heaven. And the God in whose hands thy breath is, whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. That could be written over Holyrood, couldn't it? And the king became a fool. The feast became a showdown. The reject became magistrate. The king became a fool. Here he is decorating Daniel with great powers. Meantime, his kingdom is crumbling 
and falling under Darius the Mede. So, friends, what is the lesson for us today? His demise is salutary. It's a lesson for each one of us to waken up and see what's going on, because a day of reckoning is swiftly approaching. <clears throat> the first lesson is this. All despisers will face a reckoning day. Every law that has been passed that despises the Ten Commandments will have, to, will have a price to pay for. Those who have voted and those who have put it in, they are answerable and they will pay the price. You can go through the Ten Commandments today and you can see that our government has broken every one of these ten. You can start with the Fourth Commandment and the government-owned ferries. That's certainly the start. Go through them all. You'll see they've all been dismissed and rejected. All despisers, friends, face a reckoning day. The second thing, friend, is all heresies face extinction. It says here in verse 23, Thou hast lifted thyself up against the Lord of heaven. You have brought the vessels of his house before thee. Thy lords, thy wives, thy concubines have drunk wine in them. Thou hast praised the gods of silver, gold, brass, iron, wood, stone. And the God in whose hand thy breath is thou, and in whose are all thy ways, hast thou not glorified. This is the religion of our land, isn't it? It's the religion of Belshazzar. And so <clears throat> it is doomed. It is doomed as long as it prevails. And then lastly, all abusers face Christ the King. All despisers face a reckoning day. All heresies face extinction. Islam will go. Romanism will go. Jehovah's Witnesses will go. Hindus and Buddhists will go. They face extinction. And But lastly, friend, all abusers will face Christ face to face. These people abused the holy vessels of the Lord. What are we doing? It's all very well to blame the government, but what about us? Are we abusing the holy things, the gospel, the Bible, the church? The privileges that we've inherited from our forefathers we will have to account for all these, each one of us. Because we will face Jesus himself. Remember how he said, to those that came before him, <clears throat> the sheep and the goats, he said, when saw we thee hungry or thirsty or in prison and did not minister Unto thee, they failed to recognize their obligation to Jesus, to live a life 
of compassion and of faith. How will we face Christ? Oh, Belshazzar has received his sentence, and so will all of us. But friends, here is the wonderful thing. This whole story is written and in, embedded in Scripture so that we may acknowledge a higher king. There was only one man left to represent the king of kings, but he faithfully discharged his <clears throat> obligation and his duty to his God, and he survived. There is a way of survival for us. Acknowledge Jesus. Enthrone him in your life and in your heart and in all your ways. This is what it says in Belshazzar. You have not acknowledged the Lord in all your ways. You have not glorified him. Ah, what a wonderful testimony Daniel is to us all. He's a, te he's a testimony that God is still reaching out his hands to you and to me. And he's saying, there's a path that I want you to follow. Be careful that you do not err from these obligations. Above all, faith in the Son of God. Let us pray. Gracious Lord, how marvelous it is that in the midst of all these judgments and certain eh, punishments to come, that eh, there is a marvelous opportunity still given to us that Belshazzar never got, had, and that is to humble ourselves before the Lord Jesus, our King, to serve him and speak out faithfully to a adulterous generation that in wonderful mercy we, we, we may yet be spared. Oh, bring upon us that mighty revival that came before and saved us. Lord, spare us from our folly, our ignorance, our blasphemies, and a uh, work for the glory of thy Son, as we ask in his name. Amen.